0: Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, the Florida International University Student Podcast for Creative Curious. I'm your host, Jasmine Bailey. I'm very pleased to have Felice Grogan. Um, welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. Um, how are you feeling today?
1: Uh, well, considering everything that's been going on, <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually pretty, pretty well considering everything going on. Um, and, and it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me
0: no problem uh would you like to to tell us uh, a little about yourself before we move on to the interview questions uh
1: yeah sure um you know my name is felice groden i'm an artist Um, my background is actually architecture Uh, But I've pretty much been an artist in Miami, I'd say, since maybe the early 2000s. I've been around for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, And, you know, I started basically um, just wanting to make drawings, you know. At the time, I was doing design and everything went to the computer. And I just decided to pick up a pen again and and make drawings. But... um, all these years later, <laughs> I'm doing a lot of other things, including like augmented reality and things like that. So, you know, I've been at it for a while, but I've, I've actually changed my medium and my, uh, you know, sort of explorations quite a bit. Along, Yeah. The uh,
0: okay. Uh, what was your first piece of art or, um,
1: like first piece of art or artist that inspired your path as an artist? Um, Well, as far as inspiration, that's a great question, Um, you know, I I remember being in graduate school actually and studying um, this painting by Jackson Pollock named Arabesque, and it was part of this sort of assignment, believe it or not, even in architecture school, and just analyzing uh, his work because it all Mm -hmm. looked so chaotic to me at the time. And uh, I did this kind of analytical set of drawings of this painting by Pollock and trying to kind of analyze if there was in fact, any logic to his work. And through the analysis of this painting, I actually found there was, that he had this kind of way of distributing paint that either was very thick, congealed kind of paint or these kind of thin, almost spaghetti-like, uh, you know, lines and line work. And the other thing I also realized is that he would step in and out of his paintings because uh, he would actually do them on the floor. So, um these are just things that you know kind of inspired me early on just to think about art in in a kind of more open way than I had when I was a bit younger. Um, you know yeah. I'm also inspired by things like the landscape um, you know um, just, just things that you know we experience in in the everyday. I'm definitely inspired by the city and by buildings and things like that, but strangely yeah. By the, it's like by the opposite. The,
0: yeah. Um, it's like so structural.
1: <laughs> yeah, but well, you know, here's the thing I, I love the city when it comes to things that are vulnerable. I would say the vulnerability of cities. And so the cities that I quite take to are cities like where we live, which is very vulnerable, and uh, cities like New Orleans, and that's the city I went to college in, which is very vulnerable. Um, I also took, I did a summer abroad program in Venice, Italy, and that's that's also quite vulnerable. So these are cities that do have structures, but they are very vulnerable to the environment, you know, as far as, uh, you know, climates and and things of that nature. So um, I think that that also affects me quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, How do you feel when you're creating a piece of
1: art? Wow. Well, it's interesting. A lot of people pray for spiritual uh, kind of connection, or they do yoga to meditate and things like that. I think yeah. for me, while I'm doing my work, especially back in the days of, the, of drawing, uh, you know, I found it very meditative. So it's, it's definitely a feeling rather than a kind of just logical, like, this is what I want something to look like. So it's, it's, it's very um, spiritual for me.
0: Oh yeah, I feel that. I kind of feel that that way about my own artwork, honestly.
1: <laughs> I'm glad.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, since the pandemic, do you feel different now when you're creating your artwork, or is it like you know the kind of the same?
1: <sighs> well, that's a great question. You know, I just like you were saying, you also feel feel spiritual while you do because I think most artists do. You know. Yeah. Um, I think that we're all also definitely affected by this pandemic and the way that we think about not just how we get our work out there, you know, um, due to issues of social distancing and and being safe and so so forth, but like, what's the meaning of what we're doing? Has that changed, you know, due to this experience? And, and I think it has. And I think that one of the things that I'm realizing is that, you know, art can heal. That you know, um, art can play a role at least in, in healing and in trying to provide um, you know a spiritual basis of of being in terms of us artists, but also providing some level of connection and comfort for others. Um, so I, I think it's it's been a really important I think um, time for for uh, I talk about artists like not just me but everybody, but um, yeah. <laughs> you know, but but for me absolutely definitely it's affected my practice. Uh,
0: would you say is for the better or like for now ongoing? It's just a follow-up question. Um,
1: I, I think it's a good question, right? Because I think most people kind of identify this pandemic in a negative way. And you know, oh my yeah. God, like my art career, what's gonna happen to it? But I, I think, think it's it, a positive. Exactly. And that's yeah. you're right on the money, Jasmine. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is is I think that, you know, what we do first and foremost, I think, is to connect, you know, connect. And, you know, we can make connections on an individual basis. We can connect, hopefully, on a larger, even more societal basis. But I think that um, the pandemic has definitely sort of made us all reconsider those things that are really important and what's important to us, you know, at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's been good. I think it's been good for those types of, of, of thinking and rethinking for sure.
0: Uh, Okay. So that sounds good. That sounds very good. Uh, What's your experience collaborating with other artists during the isolation time? Like, you know, the social distancing, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone's far apart on their computers. Uh, Do you find it a little bit harder to like collaborate with other artists or is it like a more easier way of connecting?
1: Well, for me, that's a really important question because, you know, I actually am really into collaborating. Um, I would say that for, for really the past five to 10 years of my practice, it's really been um, a highly collaborative practice. I mean, I do definitely do my own, own kind of individual work as well, but mm-hmm. I'm involved in several collaboratives. Um, one's called uh, AST, which is stands for the Alliance of the Southern Triangle. There are three other women that I collaborate with on that project. Or platform. Um, I collaborate with individual artists like Adrian Rose Gianta who uh, is an FIU graduate actually and we recently did a collaboration at ULight Arts. Um, so you know for me collaboration is, is always been important um, and so during the pandemic it's really been a matter of well you know what can we do? Now the great thing about this platform that we're on now Zoom is it allows for a lot of interfacing Um. So technology can be really interesting in that way. Um, Yeah. You know. Actually, I was before this uh, (laughs) this meeting with us. I was actually on a a critique of some student work in New York. You know. And I'm thinking, well, I actually wouldn't have been able to do that (laughs) during. That's true. (laughs) You have to fly over (laughs) there. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that these sort of things will continue even after the pandemic, um, which is interesting. Mm. But you know, for example, going back to the ULight collaboration. You know, Adrian and I actually never got to go there. (laughs) And we basically, I guess I should backtrack, we, we did like a full room installation. It was two videos. One was a wall projection, one was on a monitor, but it also involved the entire room. We painted the room, we had wall text, we had audio. It was all of these sort of elements in a room. It was a full immersive installation that we had to do remotely. But we did. Wow, that's crazy. It was was all remote. It was all remote. (laughs) Um, and God bless the people at Ulight because essentially they coordinated with us every step of the way, but we finally went there and we experienced it finally, you know, in person. Um, and so these kinds of things are interesting too, which is, you know, how do we deal with the kind of virtual right versus the real world kind of, um, interface which we do every day, you know, we're always on our cell phones and our computers. And that was yeah. sort of before the pandemic, but as an art practice, it's, it's really kind of called into question, not just the limitations, but actually the possibilities. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go back to uh, uh, the, the, the topic of the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. Has the current status of the world affected your artwork in, in any way, like the style of it or how you,
1: make artwork now, has it affected you in any way? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think that the state of the world is is quite a subject. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, you know, I, I think everything from environmental concerns to, um, you know, social equality concerns. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, health concerns, welfare concerns, you know, uh, there's just so many uh, issues. And I, I think you know, for me, I think this idea of um, access is important, this idea of, um, you know, having art available for everybody. Um, okay, I would say, like, uh, you want to spread, like, it's easier to
0: spread your artwork, it's it uh, affects, like, uh, how you...
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think well, it's interesting because before the pandemic, um, I think I mentioned uh, augmented reality to you. I, I did a project yeah. at, uh, at the Pam, the Perez Art Museum, that involved um, four rather large um, augmented reality works. Um, but even then, we were really, really interested in this idea of of, of access. You know, that mm-hmm. everybody could experience this art that they didn't that people didn't even have to walk in the museum per se. So three out of the four of those pieces. Mm-hmm of those uh those artworks so were actually were on the outside of the building and all you oh. need w- was a, a smartphone you know and you scanned a QR code and essentially you were able to experience the work on your on your personal phone so this is something I've been interested in you know which is you know how can we reach people um you know outside of say the walls of a gallery or an art museum Although yeah, I, I still think those are really <laughs> important institutions. Uh, you know, you need to have those kinds of institutions because um, they're important for people and they're really important for artists. But how we actually, um, you know, make art, where we make art, how we place art, and how people can actually interact with art, I think could be really, really, really democratic and, and should be.
0: Yeah, that's funny because our next question was about your the virtual space that you was using. Um, uh, basically, is uh, what do you hope for, for the viewer to experience using diverse virtual spaces and medium now that everyone's at home? But I guess you explained it pretty well. But you can elaborate a little <laughs> bit more on it. <laughs> it was funny because you like went on to the next question. Like, so, wow, you just popped right through.
1: <laughs> I got step two and one, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think these technologies, I mean, there's definitely, of course, digital technology that's based on the web and, you know, accessible vis-a-vis, you know, our computers and our phones. Um, and there are other technologies now, you know, like 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 VR and, and AR, you know, these kinds of other immersive experiences. Um, and, and they're all, you know, I think, so young in a way. I, I mean, I, I think that, um, like, the the show that I was telling you about the exhibition called "Invasive Species," actually, uh, that was curated. I worked with Jennifer Ignacio actually, over at the Pam. And you know, when we when we started this, like, basically, it was so new. I mean, it was like this is two thousand seventeen, and, and you know, basically, oh, yeah, that was very new. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was only three years ago, and yet, oh my God, you know how technology works. But I, you know, it, it, we wanted to push it as much as we could uh, to allow people to just experience this. Thing And not and really kind of tell them too much about it. We, there was a little bit of narrative involved in it, but allow people to take away what they wanted to. Um, but it was really curious because I was so interested in watching people experience it. Because experiencing artwork in a phone is, is really interesting when you're actually also in a space in the world at the same yeah. time, and that's that's what it is. It's, you're in the artwork, but you don't see it without your phone. And so these are kind of It's like we're
0: connected to our phones all the time. and might as well. <laughs> yeah, we're
1: still connected to our phones. I, I mean, I, I you know, it, I think we'll look back on this period and, you know, there's a lot of, I think, pain, you know, associated with this pandemic that I don't want to downplay or take away from because I think we've yet to process this, really. I, I think it's quite traumatic and, and, and quite a big deal to experience something like this in our lifetime. But my hope is that we try even harder to connect in the ways that we can. Like we're having this conversation right now. And uh, it's it's great. It's like we can just connect and have a conversation and it's 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 easy to do it. Now that's not taking away from all of the senses that we we want from being really near one another, you know. Um, touching and and just being in the same room with people um, I I think is something that, you know, we're trying to figure out how to do this during this time. But, uh, you know, when some possibilities have to kind of of be put on hold, other possibilities open up. And I I think that's maybe the way to look at it in a more positive sense.
0: Yeah, I think staying positive is a good way to look at it. Uh, You know, me as an artist I've been struggling myself, you know, in the same way, but I think uh, viewing it as uh, now we are more connected, we're more, you know, open to possibilities that it's just uh, almost like a positive outlook and everything. Agreed.
1: Ag- yeah. Agree 100%. All
0: right. So uh, our next question is going to be, uh, do you see your artwork as a escape or a way of expressing emotions, especially during this time? <laughs>
1: I think that's a really interesting questions because uh, question because it's it's really both for me in a way it's a way to channel oneself right mm-hmm. um, as far as escape I wouldn't say for me at least arts and escape what I think it allows one to do is to at least in my case speculate on possibilities I I guess in a lot of my work I try to sort of project the future like like invasive species was. 500 years in the future that was kind of the premise of the project and that you know the grounds of the museum would have flooded or would have been affected from uh, by climate change that there would have been all these species that would have evolved like a man of war I, I don't know if you know what there's those things that kind of look like jellyfish but they're not they're actually a, a different species but they kind of mm-hmm. wash along our beaches and the idea would have been in 500 years from now that that kind of species would actually evolve to kind of crawl up into the museum have become this huge, like, like, like entity that exists, like almost, you know, 50 feet tall or whatever. And I think, though, that, uh, you know, I'm not a scientist by any stretch or, you know, uh, a zoologist, but I thought kind of presenting scenarios about what can happen um, for me is, is almost like storytelling, if that makes any sense.
0: Okay. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. So it's almost like expressing a type of story more than escaping from a
1: situation. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So it isn't quite reality. Right. But it's yeah. like, by, by sort of saying, well, this can happen, you know, it kind of evokes people into thinking about the future, but really with regard to the present, like, Oh, well, this can happen. You know, is that good or is it bad? Do I want that? Do I not? And maybe start to evoke hopefully, uh, you know, people who experience the work to think about, about themselves and what their positions are in the here and the now and how that would affect the future. Because obviously we do, we make our future just like we make our present. Yeah, um, is there any
0: message you try to share through that work? or? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think specifically, I mean, it depends on the project, you know, um, the thing that Adrian and I did was we, we were kind of thinking about the future with regard to communication, interestingly, but we thought of it as a portal, as a way of kind of getting away or, or, or as a way to how does one um, maybe connect, like, for example, she, she likes to kind of experience and, and experiment a little bit with gaming. So like platforms like Second Life or The Sims, and a lot of that you can say is escapism, but a lot of that is actually playing out social scenarios. And so, you know, we were kind of thinking, what would be like the mega future version of like Second Life, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. would they even be human avatars or would they be these sort of creatures that we created that, that kind of look like uh, these sort of hybrid floating creatures that that would actually not even resemble the human, or, you know, maybe we wouldn't even be human in the future, but we'd still want a platform in which to play. So um, that was sort of one example, you know, of a future scenario. And then there's like with AST, which is uh, my other collaborative, we think a lot about cities, and future cities, and and also you know how to inform people about the environment and climate change but instead of just kind of like hitting them over the head with oh my god this is bad it's terrible uh really kind of taking a more objective view and like okay what can the city be like with rising seas you know how might the city evolve and how might this actually be something that could could be workable you know how could we be more equitable you know so that that people don't feel left behind you know during this 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 kind of uh, transition so Mm -hmm. um so it really depends so there's different stories (laughs) okay
0: uh that's good uh what motivates you to keep going as artists during times like this and um have you experienced any similar situations like the pandemic
1: or um god what uh yeah i mean what motive hmm yeah, I mean, I mean, I, th- I think, um, yeah, the pandemic, I think, in particular, has made uh, me think more about. Um... Wait, can you repeat your question? You guys, have sure. To edit I'm this sorry. Right? I'm <laughs> so
0: sorry. I know it's like two questions <laughs> in one. You, um, guys, so... you guys
1: will edit this, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what motivates you to keep going as an artist? And during this time, oh, okay. We'll have to start over. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what motivates you to keep going as an artist during times like this? And have you experienced any situations similar to the pandemic? So basically,
1: okay, like, All right, I got you. Okay, okay. you got it. Okay. Yeah, it's a big one. I, I was thinking, two, the two the two things are different, but I, I think we can link them. Um, what are the things that keep me going? Um, I, I think, gosh, you know, I mean, I'm assuming you guys are art majors or involved in the arts. So, you know... What keeps artists going? You know, we're we're such optimists. Even the most pessimistic artist, in my opinion, is optimistic. Why? Because you make the work, right? Mm-hmm. Just by way of creating work, in my opinion, is is optimistic. Because again, this goes back to my sort of personal opinion that it's a spiritual act, and I think that that's an affirmative thing. Um, so you know, I, I always see being an artist, no matter what the circumstances is, is always looking at the sign of uh, what can be, what's possible, you know? Um, Even if if it's just trying to get messages across, you know? And and that's really, I think, the least of what we can do. Um, As far as the pandemic goes, you know, I think what it's it's sort of teaching me is that art can actually function beyond maybe the realm of just Mm -hmm. being a, a metaphor. Like, for example, you look at a painting, you're like, what's the meaning of the painting? You know, do I get it? or it can be really ambiguous, like, okay, it can be this, it can be that. And that's really true. Um, But I also wonder if art can actually take on a more active role. And, you know, I, I think that art can, and not all art has to be considered sort of social activism type work either. I mean, these are two kind of opposite ends of the spectrum I'm talking about. But I think art can be ambitious in the sense that we can actually affect the lives of others. Um, And I think that that's something the pandemic makes me realize that, um, and not just the pandemic, just this very volatile time we've been living in, that it it does come uh, to mind that art can actually play a role because I think art can change people's minds. And that to me is what I'm realizing is just as important as as doing something more kind of literal, like I'm gonna create this policy, like a, a policymaker would do, or provide healthcare that a health worker would do. Um, I think in the time of the past four years, uh, it really goes to show that messaging is really important and actually can really change people's minds and affect the way they feel.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, art throughout history has always been like a motivator. Uh, yes, in tough times, it um, artists find a way to still create art, even during like wars. It's crazy. Absolutely, and yeah. Jasmine—that's a great example. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, are you looking forward to um, when things get back to normal, galleries, shows, (laughs) people?
1: I mean, it will be great to sh- to see people more in ma- in mass than we've been able to, you know, physically, you know, I, I think that, um, although we can all be kind of distanced a bit, if we're kind of all in an open area, we can kind of see each other. But yeah, mm-hmm. I-, I think so. And I- I- I'm really hoping that it's not really about, you know, like, okay, everything that was going on before the pandemic is back to normal, like, I think it's not going to be that way. I think we're all going to be really, really affected by this experience and we'll carry a lot of the things we've learned, you know, I think into our lives, I think moving forward. So it will be interesting to see how the art community, you know, evolves post pandemic. I'm really interested in seeing that.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a uh, new normal. Uh, I think that yeah. those will
1: come back, but maybe it might be slightly different.
0: But absolutely, you know, is it something to still look forward to? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that's all the questions we have for today. Um, so I want to thank you so much for joining us today, um, Felice Gordon.
1: Thank um, you. I really appreciate it.
0: Uh, thank so you both.
1: Thank you so much for having me. No
0: problem. Uh, this concludes the exploring our podcast. Subscribe to exploring our uh, podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or whatever you get podcasts. And thank you for listening. And please join us soon. And remember to stay curious.